Your future is bright. Good things are headed your way. Amen. Well, today is a special treat. Uh, we're celebrating 32 years of Harvest Church. I have served at this church for 20 of those 32 years, either as youth pastor or a senior pastor or worship pastor or associate pastor or yard boy or whatever, whatever was needed. I've done, I've done it all I and mean, I've enjoyed all of it. It's been wonderful. And we look forward to the next 20 years, God willing. The best is yet to come. Some of my best friends in the whole wide world, they are truly partners in life. They are here today, and they're going to bring a word of encouragement for our church. Um, it's Ed and Dana Young. They own the largest uh, privately owned. What did I say, Young? I was thinking Ed Young was here. Ed is young. He's, he's really young. I'm prophesying over you, Ed. That was weird. Ed and Dana Trim, who are very young. They're very young for their age. My wife tells me I'm immature for my age all the time, so I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But anyway, Ed and Dana Trim are here, and they're going to um, help you feel younger. And they own the largest privately owned security company in the state of Mississippi. They, uh, they're going to tell you a little bit. I probably won't tell you much of this story, but they, God has brought them from abject poverty uh, to abundance, abundant life. They are millionaires. They give most of their resources to their local church and to missions. Um, they, uh, they have chosen to live a simple life so that they can have a grand entrance into the kingdom of heaven one day. And they are some of my heroes. And they, uh, they gave us, in 1998, they gave us our first $10,000 check to our, for our ministry in India. And it was their first $10,000 check to ever give. They said, we just bought our partners out, and now we can do whatever God tells us to do with the money, and we wanted to give your missions work $10,000. It's our first time to give $10,000. they have done it many times since then for many other ministries. And uh, it, so it was a breakthrough for them and a breakthrough for us. So believe me when I say that you want to pay close attention to what they say. Take notes on the things that they say. And um, could we maybe switch to a, a better microphone? You hear how this one's popping and stuff? We have another one of those Sennheisers. Those are the high-dollar microphones, and I'm up here using this cheap one. So get me a better mic, somebody. Somebody backstage. You know where the mics are. See how fast. Let's time them. How fast can they bring me to the mic? On your mark, set, go. <laughs> All right. So um, I just want, they're going to use this mic. I want it to sound as best as possible because you want to hear what they have to say. It's so good. The message this morning was so good in the first service, and you are in for a treat. I want to say this as they, once you guys come on up to the stage, I want to say this. Check, check. Oh, that's so much better, isn't it? I want to say this, that uh, Ed has the gift of giving, and he is an exhorter. He's an encourager. Dana is also an encourager and an exhorter. As two exhorters live together. I bet y'all just encourage each other all the time. They always encourage everybody they come in contact with. But Dana has a prophetic flair to her encouraging and to her exhorting. And so she might just speak by the Holy Ghost this morning. So if she, it, when she starts talking, be sure that you listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying because I believe heaven is going to download something into your soul today and into our church today in Jesus. Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Give it up for Ed, young Ed and Dana Trim. Amen, amen, amen. Well, it's good to be back in Harvest Church. 
This is our home away from home and our church away from church. And uh, we just love the coolies and everything they stand for. So sitting there, there's something I'm supposed to tell you that the first service didn't get. So this is an extra bonus for you. A pastor in Birmingham told a story of he had a farm. And one of his church members gave him a little Doberman Pinscher puppy. And in the neighborhood or on this farm, every day, these three dogs from around the area would come and they would eat this food and drink the water of this puppy. And the little puppy would walk up. He didn't care. He was wagging his tail. He was going to eat with them. And they would snarl at him and growl at him like, back off, Jack. This is my food. And they would lift their legs and leave their scent and do whatever they wanted to do. And then they'd trot off back to their own home. But every day, that Doberman Pinscher puppy kept growing and growing and growing until one day that dog figured out who he was and what he was made for. And when I heard that song, na 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 na, hey, goodbye, I reached over to Miss Addie and I said, you know what? That's this church singing right now to tell the devil, get out of here. We got the authority of Jesus up inside of us. We got the blood of the lamb all over us. And you could have drank my water before and you could have ate my food before, but no more. And that pastor said the last time he saw them three dogs, that doberman was biting their butt, and he could hear them in the background, yay, yay, as they took off off and never saw them again. We got to learn who we are and the authority that was given to us in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was free for somebody because the first service didn't get that. Somebody's dealing with something. Somebody is dealing with something. And I want you to know you got the authority and you don't have to deal with that ever again. Just tell him in the name of Jesus, I bind you right now. And I command you to leave this place, leave my house, leave my finances alone. Just tell him. He's a defeated foe and you've got that. We're more than conquerors. Jesus fought the battle and gave us the keys of the kingdom. And we tell him what to do, not the other way around. Amen. 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 All right, now back to our real live message. This is Ed and Dana Trim from Jackson, Mississippi. Word of Life Church is our church. Uh, we started going there in 1995. PK grew up as a teenager in this church. He was gone before we started. So our lives never intersected at that point. But he came back to speak. Pastor Ronnie, our first pastor, an awesome pastor, was his spiritual father. And he came back and he was talking about India and he was preaching and, and there was just something about PK. I can't tell you what it is other than it was something about his eyes. And I tell people all the time, I try, celebrate with me. There was something, there was something about his eyes. I told my wife, Dana, I said, this guy has got the eyes of Jesus, the eyes of Jesus. There was something that was drawn about him and, you know, He's right. With the first $10,000 check we ever wrote, we wrote for that ministry. It was a breakthrough for us because how many of you know when you plant seed, it comes back to you many times over, pressed down, shaking together, running over. So it was a breakthrough on both of our ministries. But this has been an incredible partnership and an incredible uh, friendship and just love these guys. And we're so, so thankful to be here. But today, we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. They got us on a clock, so I'm not going to get long-winded. I want to introduce my lovely wife, 29 years old, Dana. Now, we've been married for 32 years, so something's not quite right about that first statement. 
But I have had somebody come up to me at a Piccadilly and say, so this is your daughter, huh? I said, yeah. Hair, co hair color. But I love my wife, and I tell you, you show me a good man, I'll show you a good woman at his side. Amen. Amen. So without further ado, we're going to let her pray. All right, y'all bow your heads. Let's get going. Y'all excited? Yeah. Woo! Man, I'm excited. Well, Father, we get excited just coming to your house, being in your presence. You are awesome. You are amazing. You're incredible. You're a miracle-working God. And we are just pumped to be here. And uh, we just welcome your Holy Spirit. It's yes. good to be in your presence. It's good to hear your word. Lord, just work through us, flow through us. We just say, have your way in this place. We're submitted to you. We're your vessels. And uh, we will boldly, boldly confess your word and what it is that this Harvest Church needs at this time. And we believe or see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I will also say, and this wasn't in the other service, but one thing Pastor Ronnie said was that Pastor Kevin, he said, that boy's going to do great things. And this is when he was young. And we've heard his story where he was 19, he went over to India, didn't know anybody or anything. I got respect for the man. I've gone to India. I don't know if I would do that. And I tell Adrian, I said, I got respect for her. I mean, she lived over there. So you've got to realize the gift and the value that you have in these people. When we go with Pastor Kevin, and we get to go with Adrian this year, but Pastor Kevin just, you know, flows in the spirit. He has anointing on his life. He's a worshiper, and there is such value in that. He's very prophetic, and he's doing an amazing work over there. And um, so anyway, I, I just, we appreciate them. Uh, we bless you. May God's face shine upon you and prosper you and give you peace. Bless your marriage, your finances, your children, your awesome children. We've been with Gavin. Uh, such a, a special anointing on him to worship. I uh, saw it last night. He is your son. Just chip off the old block. And then Garrison, we've seen him in India, and he has a very uh, special gift on his life. Uh, just a prophetic anointing and so it's just awesome to see God use families and I know the devil has really tried to attack you guys and I just want you to know that the best is yet to come <laughs> best is yet to come happy birthday so let's get started let's see what God has for us today amen so y'all pull on God. Y'all expect some things. Amen? So whatever it is you need, open your ears. And, and don't just listen to me, but listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to you individually. He knows you. He knows what you need. He knows what you're going through. Amen? All right. So Christianity, one word, Christianity is advancement. God has called you to advance. This is your birthday. You're one year older. So it's time to grow. It's time to advance. God loves babies. I love babies. And I'm glad that I'm not having babies anymore 
And I can enjoy other people's babies. Uh, our son Josh is here today. Josh, stand up. We love our son Josh. He helped put the cameras in here. He is amazing, very techy. Uh, he's a hard worker, doing a fabulous job. He's got two beautiful children, a son and a daughter. His daughter is so imaginative and just hilarious. His son is just so sweet and precious. But, you know, God loves babies, and we are his children, but he expects us to grow up. You know, you don't want to carry your kids around on your hip for all your life, right? <laughs> so let's grow up. The goal is to advance. Pastor Kevin has an awesome, amazing vision, and you need to hook up with him, and you need to help this man of God. Can I get an amen? God has asked us to help this man, and we're not even in his church. He came to our church, and God said, I want you to help him. And so we did. And he said, I want you to go to India with him. And so we have. And uh, we keep going. And, and God has told us, told us to keep helping this man of God. India has 200 to 300 unreached people groups. We need to make God rich. And you know how we make God rich? Souls. He cares about souls. He cares about people. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. He wants the best for you. And so that's what we need to be busy with. The goal is to advance. Let's help, you know, the vision that has been given. And when you take that football across the goal line, Josh used to play football. Well, guess what? You got an opposing team coming after you. But fear not. The, the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and you might have it abundantly. So fear not. Do not be in fear. You take that football and you run with it. I said you take that football and you run with it. You advance. You have got the greater one with you. You know, Moses, he was like, Lord, how am I going to do this? He said, I am that I am. I am with you. I will help you. And he is called to pastor this church, but to also help India. And you guys can help him do that. Amen? If you're in combat, I told the other service, anybody been in the military? My dad was in the military. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for all you military people. If you're in combat, you are going to be attacked. You're going to be shot at. So don't be surprised. But your pastors here are going to help you. They are going to help you to walk this out, to grow as Christians, to become bigger, to become stronger, and to do great things, to go from kindergarten to 12th grade, to go into college, to do great and mighty things for God. Does that sound good? Come on, y'all get excited. Amen. Don't let your faith get dormant. God has put you in this church, and he is going to build your faith. You're going to go from faith to faith, and you're going to look back, and you're going to say, wow, look how God has used me. Amen? Focus isn't a word. It's a mandate. You have got to keep your focus. You've got to press toward the mark. And Ed and I... Uh, we have wonderful Pastor Ronnie who just poured into us, taught us faith. And he prophesied over Ed and he said, you have been called to make money to spread the gospel. Little did I know what all that entailed. And uh, we had the football and we're running, man, we're having a good old time. And then we got tackled by the opposing team. 
And so you got to get back in the game. You got to get before your coach and say, man, what do I need to do? You got to get in the workout room. You got to lift some weights. You got to get stronger. You got to get bigger. Don't give up. Don't quit. He hadn't called you to quit. If you focus on your priorities, you'll eliminate confusion. If you focus on your priorities, you'll eliminate confusion. You've got to write the vision. Ed and I are very big about writing our vision, writing your goals, keep them before you. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't get distracted. The devil is looking for your weaknesses. Did you know that? He's checking you out. He's looking to see where you're weak. He wants to distract you. They put blinders on a horse so that they don't get distracted, so they can win the race. So sometimes, guys, you got to get these blinders on. Keep your focus. Keep your priorities in front of you. Keep your focus on the finish line. Don't focus on where you've been. That's, that's in the past. Now, Ed's, you know, we've all done things that we're ashamed of. We wouldn't want anybody to know about. We've all been there. But put it behind you. It's, it's covered by the blood. He's forgiven you. He's forgotten about it. You are a child of God, and he's called you to do great things. So put it behind you. Don't look at where you are. You know, sometimes we write down goals, and we have all these big dreams, and we get excited, and we're like, woo, yeah. And then we hit a roadblock, and we're like, woo. You know, so don't look at where you are. Keep pressing. Don't quit and give up. It's like Pastor Kevin said. Sometimes you got to get before God and say, what's up? You know, where am I missing it? You know, because like Pastor Kevin said, I know it's not, I know it's not you, God. You know, I know it's me. There's something. But get in his presence. Get in church. Take correction. You know, if you love somebody, you correct them, right? You know, he's your father. He's your spiritual father. She's your spiritual mother. When they correct you, you say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Thank you for that, sir. That will help me to keep going. Amen? You need to want correction. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to get to the finish line. Amen. Pause. Selah. Pause and think about that. All right. Last thing. Don't compromise. Don't settle. Focus on the vision God gave you. Stretch your faith. There's a lot in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So get that word in you. Keep stretching. Keep believing. For greater you will need God and you need to need God you need to be in a place where you need God if you could do it all by yourself you wouldn't need God but you need God trust me so have a big vision where you're seeking God's face put your faith on something impossible if it's impossible you could if it were possible you could do it you need impossible things You've got to go beyond your ability. You're going to have you're going to have stretch marks, people. How many people have children in here? Don't you just love those beautiful stretch marks? Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> I told the other service after I had children, I was like, "Whoa, my body will never be the same." But it does. It kind of pulls back together, so it'll be all right. So, um, you know, but sometimes you're going through these things and you're like, Man, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. And you get these stretch marks, but you're growing. You're growing. You're going to have stretch marks, people. But you'll give birth to something beautiful. 
Stretch marks mark the fact that you're a life creator. You give life. You give birth to precious little babies. God has given you a vision. Birth it. I said birth it. Paul said, I bear the marks. Be proud to be a life creator. That's what you've been called for. You're a creator. You've been made in the image and likeness of God. You are a creator. That's advancement. You're to produce a legacy. You're to create babies. You're to pour into other people. You grow up and you pour into other people and grow them up. It's easy to start running, but it's harder to keep running. This, this, this Christianity, this walk, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Amen? All right, so we're going to talk to you about how do I do this? This sounds kind of scary. How do I do this? And so we're going to talk about, we really believe this is the year, and I believe moving forward that y'all are going to flourish. I believe you're at a place where you're going to flourish. Flourish means to grow, to develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. I think you've got a favorable environment to flourish. You're going to develop rapidly and successfully. I said you're going to develop rapidly and successfully. So get ready. It's coming. It's here. It's now. Amen? So how do you flourish? We're going to talk about five steps to flourish. And this is what God has done in our life. I'm telling you, we've come to little or nothing. He took some unlikely people, unlikely places, and he has brought us into amazing things. So let's do this together. We're going to teach you. To flourish, you're going to do five things. You've got to grow. You've got to go. You've got to partner. You've got to connect. And you've got to serve. I'm going to say that again. You can write them down. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to partner. You're going to have to connect, and you're going to have to serve. And you're going to see God do amazing things in your life. So the first one we're going to talk about is grow. Make church a priority and devotion a daily habit. Ed and I go to church every weekend, and if we're out of town, we're traveling, we get it on um, Facebook Live, and I know they do it as well. So it's amazing the technology that we have. There's no excuses, people. You have got to get faith in you because the devil is going to come and try to attack you and distract you. You've got to have faith. Faith is what pleases God. You've got to feed your faith and just starve your doubts absolutely to death. Devotions. Ed and I do daily devotions together. We read a devotion. Sometimes it's a Bible chapter. Sometimes it's a, just a Joel Osteen. We even did a thing the other day where we did, you can do video clips of the Bible. And so if you're a visual learner, you can watch a little video clip of Jesus, you know, walking on water. And, and then we talk about it. And we say, what is that speaking to you today? And then we join hands and we just say, what do we want to pray about today? What's on your heart today, Ed? You know, what do we, we may have meetings or we have interviews. What are you dealing with? You know, your finances, your marriage, your kids. Pray about it. There is power when, you know, God joins two or, you know, what is it? Uh, one can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. You, you've got to realize the power of agreement. So do that. 
do that. Do it as a family. Our kids are grown now. We used to do devotions with them. We still do in the car when, we, when we're together. Uh, there is great power in that. So do it. It's going to help you. You're next. So number two is go. And go is, we got to choose which one of these we want to talk about. And there's nothing that I love more than go. Go is amazing because God has asked us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the church is not this building right here. The church is us. And whether you're just going to go across town and, and love on a homeless man or a homeless woman and, and pray with them, or whether you're going to go all the way across a big pond somewhere, there's nothing in the world better than going and telling somebody that Jesus is Lord. I'm telling you, man, I said I, our mission statement at our company is making money to spread the gospel as we protect lives and property with teamwork and a spirit of excellence. It's our mission statement at work. I want to go, but I've always been one of those guys in the early days where I just wrote the check and somebody else would go. I felt like I was doing my part. I was making the money to send them, but in, in 2004, I was sitting on one of their church pews, just like you guys are, minding my own business, and they were talking about an upcoming mission trip to go to Kenya, Africa, and that small, still voice told me, this time I want you to go. This time I want you to go. And I told Dana, I said, we're supposed to go on this trip, and I will give you fair warning, if you ever do it, you'll get the bug. Because this November, when we go to India for the eighth time, it will be our 24th mission trip, and I can't wait till the next one after that and the next one after that. It is an amazing opportunity to go. Amen? If you haven't ever done it, you need to pray about it and say, Lord, everybody in this room, you need to do this. Where do you want me to go? Maybe I can't go to India. Maybe I can't go to Africa or South America. But I can get in my car and go to the local stew pot or whatever y'all call it here where you feed people and serve on a line and they walk through just look them in the eye and smile at them and say god bless you brother jesus loves you sister just just work with them there's something about going that we're supposed to do number two step is go pray about that number three is partner and that's also big in me like i said we get to choose which one of these we wanted and those were the two most powerful in my life because it costs money to spread the gospel if nobody gave any money, nobody would be doing anything. And, you know, I just want to say this. If you're not tithing, I want you to understand that's an important part of partnering with your local church. It takes money to spread the gospel. But in return, when you tithe, God says in Malachi 3.10, if you'll give me the first fruits of your labor, I'll open up the windows of heaven, and I'll pour you out such a blessing you can't contain it all. I'm telling you, he will do stuff for you. The, the sky is the limit when you make God your financial partner. But when that offering plate comes by, if you put a $5 bill in there or a $20 bill in there, bless you, darling heart, you may think you're doing something good, but you're not tithing. You're robbing God. If you want to get blessed, if you're tired of making $50,000 a year or whatever you're making and just getting through the month and, and doing it all over the next month, if you're ready for a different lifestyle and ready to get to the next level, then consider God's financial system. He says it's so simple. He says, give me 10% of your increase. I'm going to live on 90% and let God take care of me and take my chances, then I'm going to keep 100% and do it all in my own strength. 
I'm a walking testimony that God works. When I met her, we had nothing. I mean, we lived in an apartment. When you flipped on the light switch, the mice would scatter and the roaches would run. We were so poor. And I told her, I said, honey, when I was a boy, my mother taught me to tithe. She, she came from a Catholic church. She wasn't sure what that word meant. She says, what is that? I said, that's where you give 10% of your income to the church. She said, honey, we can't pay our electric bill. How do you expect me? She's the financial person in the family. She writes all the checks. She's better at it than me. She said, how in the world do you expect me to pay 10% of our income to our church when we can't even pay our electric bill? And I said, honey, look around at what we got. Seriously. We can't do any worse than this. Just try it. That was, we got married in April of 1986. We started tithing not long after that. By February of 1987, we had both got increased in our salaries. We had an opportunity to move into a brand new house. Nobody ever lived in it. $52,000 house, about 1,100 square feet, but it was brand new. No more mice, no more roaches. I had my own backyard. I got my first dog, a lady named German, a German Shepherd named Lady. It was amazing. <laughs> Not a lady named German Shepherd, no. It was amazing. And then later that year, the same year, in August of that year, I put a security system before a man and said, you know what, I like you. There's something about you. There. I, I like you. If you've ever thought about going into business for yourself, I would love to talk to you. I mean, I thought, hey, hello. So I, I went back home and wrote down everything I needed, came back to him and said, if we did this, it would cost $10,000. He said, let me think about it. He called me back and he said, I'll do it on two conditions. One, you're not my partner, you're my employee. When you give me back my 10 grand, we're 50-50. Second, you won't get a dime more. If you can't make it on that, we're just not gonna make it. Within one year, he got his money back. We were 50-50, and it's just grown and grown and grown. 1998, we bought him out. Like PK said in the beginning, that gave, us, that gave us the ability to do what we wanted with our money. We didn't have to have, you know, somebody else agreeing with us. And we started tithing off our business. Business people in here, when you make God your financial business partner, watch your business explode like you've never seen it. God is not a man that he can lie. He watches over his word to perform it. He says that if you do this, I'll do this. Yeah. Either you believe that or you don't. But I believe it. You don't come too late to tell me that don't work. Because I watched us go from a one-man wrecking crew nobody ever heard of us to the largest alarm company in the state of Mississippi. And it's not from my smarts. I don't even have a college education. It's because God got involved. It's because God got involved. And when you'll start tithing and you'll start partnering, step number three with this church, I'm telling you, watch what my God will do. Watch what my God will do. So go and grow. Those are my two hearts, and those are steps two and three. All right, so the next one is connect. Have community with other believers through life groups. Iron sharpens iron. You need other people. Um, I remember when uh, our church stopped the Wednesday night services and wanted to give people more time for life groups because we all have busy lives. But we did. We got into a life group and uh, enjoyed that. And then I remember the next year, our pastor was asking people to step up and lead a life group. And I was thinking, you know, 
uh, I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that. But God just kept putting in our heart that, yeah, you need, to, you need to lead a life group. And so when God tells you to do something, you need to be willing and obedient so you can eat the good of the land. And so even when you feel like you don't have time, you make time. Because if God is telling you something, it's for a reason. And it's interesting how when you just kind of say, Lord, by faith, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do this life group, that a lot of these other things that you shouldn't even be doing, they'll just kind of get pushed to the wayside. So we started a life group. And uh, the church asked us if we would do a business group. And, um, and, and I say all the time that, you know, you feel like, oh, this is, this is uh, I'm going to miss out on this, that, and the other. But we've gained so much more because we're trying, we've learned from other business people. This helped us. And uh, we started a life group, and Ed's Mr. Hospitality and loves to cook. And, and so he decided to cook for everybody. And a small group is supposed to be 12 people, but we ended up having 100 people because everybody he'd meet, he would ask them, would you join our life group? So here we are, and I'm like, oh, great. Now we got to take off a day of work and buy food, cook food, you know, deliver food, clean up food. You know, it's a, how many people hospitality? You know what I'm talking about. It's some work. <laughs> but it's been good. And um, I've even, I do emails, and I pray for them and send them encouraging things. And so just do what God's telling you to do, but this is going to help you to grow and be connected with other people that can tell you things that are going to help you. Amen. And we have people praying for us and Lord knows we need it. You know, they see what we do for the life group and they're praying for our marriage and they're praying for our business. And, and you need that. You need people praying for you and helping you. Okay. So the last one is serve, get involved in your dream team, leverage your gifts and talents to make this church better. Every one of you, each and every one of you have a gift and a talent. I'm going to say that again. Every one of you have a gift and a talent. You need to use it. You, know, you think about the story that Jesus told about the parable of the talents. You know, and he, he gave each one of them, according to their ability, he gave them talents. And the one guy, he went and did something with it, and he produced more, and the other guy produced more. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, the last one, he said, you know, I was afraid. And so I hid it, but here's what you gave me. But he didn't increase it. He didn't do anything with it. And he said, you wicked and slothful servant. How would you like to be called wicked and slothful? You are called as a part of this body, as a part of this family. We have a family. And if I had a family member that's just sitting in their bed, playing games, never doing anything, that ain't going to work. Everybody is called to do their part, you know, whether you take out the trash or you do worship or you help in kids' life or whatever it is, we're a family. We're called to help each other, and everybody needs to do their part. And as you do, God's going to increase you. God's going to bless you. He's not trying to take anything from you. He's trying to get something to you. So serve. Use your gifts, and then he'll give you more gifts. Amen? Amen. So taking away from this service, the main thing is this, get plugged in. Don't come to church, sit on your hands, say a couple of hallelujahs and amens and go back home. If you really want to get blessed, you got to come in and grow, you got to come in and go, you got to come in and partner. You got to do these things if you really want to get the most out of church. And I'm going to tell you what, I've, I've traveled the world. I've gone to lots of churches and had lots of opportunities to speak. 
there's not very many places you can go that's got better soil than Harvest Church in Mobile, Alabama. There's very few places you can go that's got past, better pastors than Kevin and Adrian Cooley. You guys are so blessed. Like I said, this is my church away from church. Y'all have no idea how many times on Sunday morning I'll sit down because I go to church on Saturday night and I'm right there with y'all on Sunday morning on Facebook Live because I love this church. I love everything about it. It's the church where no perfect people are allowed and how many of you know that's me? I wish y'all could have seen me when I was growing up, but now we know there's no better high than a Jesus high. Amen? This is the place to be right here. No perfect people allowed. Not your grandmother's church. Not your grandmother's church. Happy July 4th. Thank y'all for the opportunity. Come on up, Pastor Kevin. Thank y'all for the opportunity. We love y'all. We appreciate you. And we look forward to the next time. Amen. That was so good. Come on, let's tell them one more time. We love them and we appreciate them. Such a great word. Grow. Go. Give. What was the fourth one? Connect and serve. Ah. Oh. Man, that's good stuff, good stuff. I tell you what, you do those five things, you implement those five things, and we guarantee that you will see a positive impact start taking place in your life. You know, it's like a farmer, you might plant a seed, you may not see it come up immediately, but if you'll just have some faith and patience, it will grow and take root, come forth, bear fruit, and I think the prophetic word for us today as a church is flourish. It's time to flourish. It's time for our marriages to flourish. It's time for our children to flourish. It's time for our youth ministry to flourish. It's time for our young adults ministry to flourish. It's time for our church to flourish. It's time for your finances to flourish. It's time for your health to flourish. Sayeth the Lord, it's time to flourish. And what did that mean again? Flourish, it means to the definition you shared was to speedily advance or to develop speedily. Ah, it's good stuff. So be it. I received that. I received that. You know, I'll tell you this. You will never flourish unless Jesus is the Lord of your life. We're going to celebrate 4th of July here in a couple of days, but there's no freedom like Jesus freedom. I like, there's no high like a Jesus high. That was good. There's no freedom like Jesus freedom. Whom the Son makes free is free indeed. In, in other words, you're really free. You might be behind bars, but you're free. You might be in a third world country, but you're free. Freedom is something you carry on the inside of you. Would you bow your heads right now? If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, we want you to get your freedom today. It's been bought and paid for, paid in full. It's got your name on it. All you have to do is receive it, accept it by faith. Humble yourself and receive it. If you've never made Jesus the King of your heart, the Lord of your life, we want to pray the prayer of salvation with you today. 
And if you would say, Pastor, that's me, I want you to pray that prayer with me. I'm not going to make you stand up or walk to the front. We're not going to shine a light on your chair. Nothing like that. We do not embarrass people. But if you would just say, that's me, Pastor, would you raise your hand right now and say, please include me in that prayer. I want to see your hand go up all over this room. That's right. Awesome. One, two, three, four. Awesome. Amen. Five. Praise God. Six. I love it. Excellent. Gotcha. That's great. If you're watching us online today, if you're tuned in on Facebook Live, don't go away. This moment might be your moment. Would you join us in this prayer? Make Jesus the Lord of your life. You'll never regret it. Ever, 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 forever. You'll be so glad you made this decision. Would you pray with us right now, church? Say it with me today. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place for my sins. I repent of my sin. And I say, Jesus, you are my Lord. When God raised you from the dead, he raised me from the dead. Save me now. Fill me with your spirit. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give those half dozen folk a great big old hallelujah? God bless you. We're excited for you. That's wonderful. That's what it's all about.